Hello everyone, welcome back to the Cheese Gacho USA show, episode number 45, coming to you on a March 6th, that's a Sunday, after Cittadella's 2-1 disappointing loss against nine men Monza at the Tombolato Saturday afternoon. Very disappointing loss, very um, damaging loss in the season, just 10 games left in the season, Cittadella currently looking on the outside, looking in on the playoff position and have a lot to work to do in these last few months in, to really save their season and continue their push to Serie A. But they did lose to nine men Monza for playing with 30 minutes up two men's and yet they still lose. So we'll get into that. We'll get all um, into detail for the first podcast in really a month if you look at it. So um, before we start, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at USA and visit our website at com to read more articles and news about Chitadella. You could find summaries on the match, you could find recap, you could find match previews, you could find everything. So be sure to check, the, check that out at com. So let's get right into the match. Um, so we're we're officially back we've been uh it's been quite a while since i've taken a last uh, podcast and really talked about Cittadella. but here we are maybe a month later the last podcast was february 11th it was the game before cremonese so lots of things have happened since that game uh we obviously lost that game on the weekend 2-0 to cremonese we then got on to win 1-0 against Pordenone followed by a loss against Benevento at home. But then we went on the road against Lecce and beat them, as well as a 3-0 win at the Tombolato against Frosinone. And we also got a 0-0 draw against Roberto Venturato's Spal team. And then this weekend, very, very disappointing, very embarrassing loss to nine men Monza. Um, but we are back, and it, it feels nice to be back. We were having some technical issues and just the podcast the recording system was just not it was just not working so we were trying to figure that out but right now we are back and looking to get um make looking to make an effort to make uh up the time and to really push for being consistent for the rest of the season so that is what happened to this podcast over these last few days or past few weeks, I would say. But moving on to the match now, um, 2-1 loss against Monza. It was on a March 5th, Saturday, um, 8 a.m. Eastern here for the United States. That's a very early kickoff, um, even earlier if you're on the West Coast. But it was a 2-0 loss. Monza playing with nine men at the 60th minute. Cittadella at the moment was at 1-1, thinking they probably would have gotten a draw, which wouldn't still wouldn't have been good, but they still they give up a late, late equalizer, a goal that should have never happened. Um, so 2-1 against uh, Il Bianco Rossi. Up two men, last minute. Um, this game kind of signals, uh, I would say, an end, if there was any hope for... Uh, top two promotion spot it doesn't seem likely that we can make a push because then that would require a lot of teams to drop a lot of points and Cittadella currently sit in 10th with 42 points 
only one point away from eighth place Ascoli. That's the last playoff spot. But they do sit 11 points adrift from uh, Cremonese and Lecce in the leader spot. So still, it's it's still mathematically possible, but it seems like a long shot if you're being realistic here. So playoffs is probably what we could ask for and at this point, um, if we can ma even make the playoffs. And just it was just another bad day at the office for Cittadella. We say that a lot uh, this year. It's been happening a lot more frequently, I would say, under Gorini than Venturato. But it was just another one of those games where just the atmosphere was just dead at the Tombolato. You could just you could hear it for the entire match, the Monza supporters, even though there was only like a handful of them, they were making all the noise. As you know, Rabaltai, the ultra group of Cittadella, are not at the games. They are protesting um, the regulations, the COVID regulations around the stadium implied. So they are not, they are boycotting the matches. So it leaves this empty feeling with the Tombolato with only fans occasionally yelling cheetah 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 so it isn't the greatest atmosphere and only a thousand per people showed up for this game which isn't much can for cheetadella standards but and it just overall it's just not a good feeling a good vibe in the stombolato and if you're playing at home i think one area that we should be improving by um, if we want to go to Serie A is home field advantage uh, if you look around Serie A if you look around even other clubs in Serie B if you look in the top clubs in Europe they gotta they have home field advantage by their supporters being as loud as possible being just giving the other team the visiting team just amounts and amounts of pressure and amounts of just hostility and for the other side the home side which is us Cittadella we should be given like a room of comfort and we they shouldn't be hearing the away supporters cheering and being the loudest having the basically the whole stadium to themselves because then it just feels like a closed doors match or an away match to be fair so if we want to make a promotion push Home field advantage has gotten improved, and that I think starts with the attendance. I think we gotta start giving, getting more people in somehow. I don't know if it's because of the COVID regulations and just people just can't go, or maybe the team's just not as exciting as the previous years. Because before COVID, we, we were getting three thousand to four thousand a match in a seventy seven thousand seat capacity stadium. And I don't know when the new the new curva uh, is supposed to be inputted. That is going on the south end, so the empty end of the Tombolato. I don't know when that's going to be being built, but it keeps getting delayed. So all of these things, if we could fix, it's just little things. And if we could fix that, I think it is it will just give us a huge, huge advantage in places where the away team is going to feel like, oh, man, I don't want to go to... Cittadella I don't want to play there yet and in today's world and today teams are coming in here and really feeling no pressure and I think that's what we got to change is that the feeling of we Cittadella have the advantage and we could go forward and we could this is our house this is a fortress we do not lose here so that's kind of my 
opinion about the home field advantage. Um, let's get into the game a little bit, starting from the lineup that Greeny put out. Um, it wasn't that far off from what he had in Spal. Castrati started in goal. Um, Mattioli, Del Fabro, Frade, uh, Donnarumma, Pavan, uh, Vita, Branca, Baldini, Zoncara, and Beretta. Once again, Antonucci started on the bench. I think it's something that we've been seeing a lot with Antonucci on the bench or Baldini on the bench. So um, just give me one moment. I got to do something real quick. Okay, we're back. Um, so it's we're seeing this kind of trend where Antonucci doesn't start, but Baldini starts. Baldini starts, Antonucci is on the bench. Um, this We weren't seeing this in the beginning of the season, and I think since we've been doing this, we've been playing more poorly. I, I understand where Guarini comes in, where... Um, you got to rest these players because there's a it's a congested calendar there's a lot of games to be played but at the same time these are your two important players and key playmakers and i think we should really be making an effort to play them every game or every other game and i really like antonucci as the 10 and baldini kind of as and it, well, you could list him as an attacker in the number nine, but he kind of plays as a false nine and kind of links up with Antonucci along uh, the midfield. So I think that's where Guarini is getting it wrong, for me at least. And I think that's what he should change a little more. Um, otherwise, the lineup, I think, is it was pretty solid in this game. Uh, Beretta has been playing good, as well as Tunkara. Pavan, Vita, and Branca is a very, very strong uh, defensive back three or de defensive midfielder and Del Fabro and Frade I think are probably our best center backs although Vizintin and Perticone are definitely good solid center backs so there's no excuse that this team was not good enough to score one goal against nine men Monza well and we'll get to that second half just disaster class in a little bit but it's just not it's not good enough and it just it puts a doubt and it puts a question mark on whether this team is good enough for promotion and because at the moment it seems kind of far away but Monza scored first in this match it was bad defending from our part um near plus Vic and I believe who was it that scored it was uh let me see it was Mattia Valtoli in the 13 minute tap in from about three yards out uh, easiest tap and he was going to score there um, it was a kind of a rough start for Cittadella they didn't have many opportunities in the opening 15 but as soon as after the goal scored we saw a very very different team we saw them really go out at Monza and really really uh, really I'd say a good response and we eventually got our reward in just about eight minutes until halftime when Enrico Baldini slotted the penalty away. Very, very good buildup on the penalty. It was very, very, I would say, Guarini ball at its finest. 
um, this is the type of football we want to play every every week and we want to see it every day um, it was very good play Pavan got fouled and Baldini made no mistake that's his fourth goal against Monza in a Cittadella shirt so going in at halftime it was 1-1 we were playing very good and from the get-go from the opening uh, halftime whistle I think we looked very very well and the game was there for us Monza was kind of sitting back a little more and allowing Cittadella to come at them but then Carlos Augusto got the red card or second yellow for bringing down Tuncada and also Giulio Donati got a second uh, yellow as well so in the that was in the 58th minute so from that point on from the 58th minute to the 90th minute or 90 plus 6 or whatever Cittadella were playing with nine men up I would say oh sorry my words are getting mixed up they were playing 11 v 9 in favor of them they were two men up they were in control of this game Monza was very very content just to sit back and just hold on for a precious point they would have um, they were making it very very difficult for Cittadella to break down they were clogging the middle they were staying compact they were having all their players in the back and just made it so so difficult for Cittadella to do really anything they couldn't really muster a really really good opportunity that made you say that should have gone in or that was the moment they kept it very very quiet in the attack we had some looks but nothing really frightening to Di Gregorio's goal and on top of that with just 90 second minute 91st minute Daniele Donnarumma who was having an, a pretty decent game he tried to play Branca in the space but Patrick Choria was the first to react blocked it passed it by Castrati into the net um, really really just a heartbreaking way I mean as soon as that rattled the net my heart sank I'm sure everyone else's did too but it just came kind of seemed out of nowhere uh, Cittadella pressing for the win, looking to score. Um, it was 1-1. Monza was very... This It would have been a really good point for Monza, considering they were down two men for for 30 minutes of the game. And for Cittadella, it, was, it would have been a really bad tie because they were given the advantage and they didn't take it to their fullest capacity. So it was a bad mistake by Donnarumma. And when the ball went in, it just kind of sensed the disbelief that we let this happen. And we were kind of like, we were the real losers of this league for the match day. And we were kind of the lacking, laughing stock of the, of the league. So it was just very, very embarrassing showing. That's, I think that's the best word to put it, embarrassing. It, I mean, I think everyone from the players to the Gorini... I think everyone is should take some responsibility for this loss. There's really, like I said, there's like no excuse that Baldini, uh, Beretta, Toncara, Vita, Branca, all those players, there's no excuse that they can't score one goal in 30 minutes or even more, to be honest, uh, plus stoppage time. So 35, even maybe 40 minutes. There's no reason why they can't score against nine men Monza for... Uh, just just one goal to put them in the lead and I'm guarantee you if that if they if we just scored one goal 
in those 30 minutes, Monza's heads would have been just down. They would have been not really looking to win it, and they would have just been going home with nothing. And if we had scored, we would have we would have got a big three points. But for Monza, it was man, it, it's a huge three points for them. It's an unlikely three points, but they get it and. It, this could prove very, very costly at the end of the season, wherever we finish in May. Uh, this is now the second time we've given up a late equalizer or level or winner to Monza in this season. So it was just, we could say that Guarini put in Antonucci late. The 85th minute, he was finally subbed on. From the moment that the red card was put, uh, given to Monza, and how they were clogging the middle, how were they frustrating the game for us? The game was calling for Antonucci. Uh, very, very good playmaker, very creative. Once he came in, you could see his impact. We were getting more chances. We were getting better service into the box. We were getting better ideas. I think Guarini made a mistake in putting him on. He did say after the match that he was the one, one of those that were not um, well ready and fresh. From the from the week he did play last week uh, against Spal, so it was, I think, a mistake I'd say from Guarini to not put him in earlier. I think after a few minutes from the from the second red card from Monza, I think that's when he just should have slammed the foot pedal and really went all out for the win because. This would have been this would have been points dropped regardless if we had not given up the late equalize or the late winner. So it was drop points from the beginning. So, um, but yeah, like I said, the players on the field were good enough for this game, and they didn't. So massive, massive disappointment. It's just not it's not a good sign with ten games left. We're in the final push for promotion now. We're entering March. We have April. We have a little bit of May left. Top two seems unlikely, although I don't think even if we had one, it wouldn't have seemed um, reasonable to get it because there's Lecce, there's Cremonese, Pisa, Benevento, uh, now even Monza are all getting into this race for the top, top, top seed and top two. That would have given us automatic promotion. So... It always looked unlikely at the stage where where we are right now, but now it just I think puts focusing on trying to sneak into a playoff. I don't know if this team is good enough for Serie A. I don't know if we deserve Serie A, but we just gotta make the playoffs because if we make the playoffs, anything could happen. It's a it's a brand new start. It's a you flip a page. It's nothing matters anymore in the, that happened in the season. It's just one game or two games, if you say in the double legs, but it's it's one or two games. It's a it's anything could happen. A penalty, a known goal, a deflection. Um, you never know what happens in the playoffs, and that's why we just gotta focus on getting there. I don't care if we finish seventh or eighth on the final day, we gotta get there somehow. So that's how I look at it right now. It's it's interesting because we're we play some difficult matches upcoming but we don't have the 
the hardest schedule that we could possibly have. We do play Brescia on the second to last match day. We also got to go to Pisa. We got to play host to Perugia. And then on the third to last day, we go away to Ascoli, which both of those teams are in front of us. So it's going to be interesting to see where we stand by the end of the year. So that is my assessment on the game. Speaking of all these standings and stuff, let me read you the table from uh, the end of match day 28. Remember, there are five games left. Uh, the match days for match 28 uh, is here. Parma, they tied against Regina 1-1. Uh, we do face Parma on Friday, March 11th. Como, they did lose 2-0 against Spal at home. Pordenone continued their bad form. Pisa got a huge win there, 1-0. Cremonese against Brescia, huge, huge win for Cremonese, 2-1, late winner by uh, Samuel Di Carmine. Vicenza got a very, very important three points at home against Ternana, 3-1. Perugia, Lecce, 1-1. Uh, Massimo Cota scored a late, late penalty to keep their promotion, the top two hopes alive. Cosenza Benevento, they, it did get postponed because of a out, COVID outbreak in Benevento, so they did not play. Cortone, Alessandria, 0-0. And Ascoli, they had a 1-1 draw against Frosinone. So even with a bad weekend, Perugia and Ascoli did only get a point each. So it's still it's still there for us. We, we have one. It's one point now from eighth place. It's, it's going to be a thrilling end to the season but we gotta we gotta keep it up um the table as it stands right now is i believe cremonese is on top as i'm looking this on the google standings leche are on top but i could have sworn cremonese was on top here um because they do have the tiebreaker on leche yes that is correct Cremonese in first place with 40, with 53 points. They're tied with Lecce, who is in second with 53, but Cremonese do have the head-to-head -head on Lecce. One point behind them is in third is Pisa with 52. Fourth, Brescia with 51. Fifth, Monza, 48 points. Sixth, Benevento, 47 points, but they do have a game in hand. Seventh, Frosinone, 45 8th, Ascoli with 43, 9th, Perugia, 42, and 10th, Cittadella with 42. Very, very tight standings, very, very lots of to play for in this uh, final 10 games. Cittadella do go to the Tardini in Parma against Gigi Buffon and uh, on Friday night. That is a 2.30 p.m. kickoff time here in the United States. Then... It's it's just it's a huge huge stretch for Cittadella. We gotta we gotta find an answer. We gotta find um, a solution. So it's it's a disappointing loss against Monza, but we gotta recover somehow. And hopefully it's this is could be a turning turning point for us, and we could go on an, a really good run and forget about this match. We could. Or we could just put our heads down and this is where it starts to collapse for us and we end up missing playoffs. So very, very interesting uh, times for Cittadella and for Gorini as well as a new head coach. So 
And with saying that, I think I am going to end it here. I will see you on Friday uh, after the game. I'll try to record a podcast on Friday. That is uh, March the 11th, Parma play Cittadella uh, Friday, March 11th at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time at the Stadio Tardini in Parma. And saying that, I'm going to end it. Thank you so much for listening and uh, tuning in to this episode of the Chitacacho USA podcast. We are back. We're going to try to stay consistent as possible, but um, it's really good to be back. And apologies for not uploading in so, so long, but hopefully now this starts a new chapter and we're going to be posting more uh, frequently and more um, consistent basis. So thank you so much for listening in. And as always, Forza Cheetah.